This is when you should be waving your flags, Grant. God damn it. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> roster, it's still the preseason roster. So I can't do can't do anything. Still would have liked yet, some flag waving. You know what you can do in post is put in the flags waving on the screen. I'll put my hands up and you can insert waving flags right here. Oh, so much work. There you go. Okay. We'll find out if I do that in the future. <laughs> future LT. We'll LT, do. do it. Welcome to Red Stars Report, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the latest news and commentary on the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. I'm your host, LT. And I'm your co-host, Grant. And Grant, I am loving that we get to start these episodes off with good news recently. But unfortunately, um, <laughs> we have to begin with some sad news that does have a happy ending. Emily Boyd, who has been a keeper with Chicago since 2018, has called it a career and decided to retire last week. Emily made 23 appearances across all competitions for the club in her six years. In her last professional season, she had five starts, four clean sheets, 21 saves, saved a PK that got her... Um, save of the week, at least nominated. Um, she was named to the NWSL best 11 for July. She had a hell of a final season, but a career with many injuries and no clear path to being a starting keeper. Plus, you know, other things that I'm sure led to her decision. Um, it's not a complete surprise, um, but a surprise nonetheless. Um, However, Emily should be very proud of the career that she had, I think. Um, it's not easy to make it to the pros, let alone sustain a career for one club for six seasons. So, you know, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see her uh, retiring, but I'm glad we got to watch her play soccer, and I'm glad that she could fulfill a dream of hers of uh, playing in the pros. Yeah, I think it's an interesting move. I also didn't expect it, but I like what you said before with like not really a clear path to starting. Um, I think it would be impossible for her to try and move overseas since she's getting married. Um, might as well retire if you think that's what what's best for yourself. I'm just I just wish that we got to see a little more action and goal for emily boyd in chicago but um this is nayer nation <laughs> so it, it's it's really really tough but um i think she had a heck of a career and um it's just you know another person leaving chicago um which sucks because i know that she's a fan favorite and a great personality in the locker room um she's gonna be dearly missed but i hope she enjoys her retirement yeah she um she really did have like a career where 
whenever she was called upon, like she stepped up to do her job. Um, and she never did it poorly, uh, which was always a nice thing to have a solid backup keeper. The, um, the interesting, uh, part and that you had had pointed out was that she's getting married. She actually did get married this weekend. Um, so congratulations to her and her husband. Uh, I saw a couple of former red stars at their wedding, including, um, Danny Colaprico and Kalia Watt. And I'm sure more pictures will kind of come out. Um, we'll see more familiar faces celebrating their friend and their teammate. So, um, congratulations to her on both her wedding and her and her career. I didn't know that it was this this weekend that it was happening. <laughs> yeah, I saw a few posts um, on social. I caught Kalia Watts uh, initially that she was there. Yeah, so. I think I might have seen that. I kind of just like skipped past it though. I was like, oh, JJ Watt, <laughs> Kalia Watt. So there okay. it is. Uh, unfortunately, like I one one of her uh, closer friends on the um, the team is Mal, and um, Mal's in training, so she couldn't go to the wedding apparently. So that's unfortunate um, that she couldn't be there for her friend. But I'm sure that you know it's an interesting way to call it a career and then immediately get married that weekend. Um, I don't know if it kind of played a factor in it her husband plays in the nfl um over in baltimore so i'm curious if distance mattered um or anything it's none of our business obviously yeah um but yeah congratulations to her and her husband and and um we'll miss her in chicago and it is unfortunate that we didn't get to kind of see more uh of her throughout her career not just in chicago but anywhere else like it would have been nice to, to see her um play for another uh team and actually get a lot more minutes because you're not going to be able to challenge nair for for minutes it's just not going to happen here in chicago it's the unfortunate truth now we can move on to some good club news i had the times two times two <laughs> well if we're gonna talk about later with the gold cup i would say that'd be times two we, we will talk we'll talk about more times two. <sighs> but we will um move on to this i had the opportunity to join the media call with two new players to the club maxi rawl and natalia quica can we add yes. lt famous at the in, in the in the post no nope, production that's, that's that's not happening <laughs> you and the rest of the discord i know i just i had to bring it up just because well they'll get a kick out of know, it thank you we're gonna do it later okay <laughs> i asked so i asked them uh, a few questions each um we'll just kind of just discuss the topics that were covered overall in the whole uh presser that uh everyone all the questions that everyone asked um starting with um, why each of those players chose Chicago. I had asked uh, Natalia Quica what the whole free agency process was like for her. Long, it was definitely long. Uh, I was pretty honest with Portland at the time that um, I also do want to look into other 
possibilities and that I haven't like set anything in stone so but um yeah I th like I'm I I've played in Portland for three years so there's points I was like maybe I want to see something different and then obviously traveling with national team it's a quite brutal um 16 hour flight from Portland to Europe so um obviously I'm not getting any younger so um kind of like looking into that and trying to find something maybe that's closer that will like really benefit of the um, jet lag and just how my body reacts to flying um, so kind of like all that considered um, and then just um, you know feeling valued and making sure that I find a find a spot that's good for me and obviously not just for me and my family so um, and then I think Chicago's and my uh, are like what we wanted was aligning so at the end of the day it felt like an easy choice i was ready to like start something new and see something else so with chicago i think kind of starting fresh with the almost a brand new team and um new staff and you know owners and all that so it it was appealing and like starting something fresh being part of the something new and rebuilding so it was interesting to hear some of what factored into her decision uh, was location-based. I know it's not uncommon for players to to pick a team kind of just based on its uh, location as one of the reasons, but to hear a player talk about like the travel distances and the impact of jet lag um, playing a factor in where they wanted their kind of home base to be, I thought was really fascinating to me. And Natalia mentioning that Chicago, like 16 hour flight from Portland to go play in Finland. It's better in Chicago to get there. So I thought that was uh, an interesting point to make um, when deciding where you wanted to be in free agency. We also have a hell of a international airport. It's true. That is a good point. I'm like half joking because O'Hare is not my favorite place in the world, but you know, it's, it's got the pretty lights. <laughs> you're just walking down you look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh Chardonnay and uh, the Sydney were in O'Hare recently and I saw their story and that's what it reminded me of. Oh, okay. I, yeah. yeah. That, the, got the pretty lights and the the weird objects hanging up in O'Hare. But besides that, I mean, rebuilding is also what's happening, and she's down for that, which is nice to hear. It's again, like we've repetitively said on this show, hearing that anyone wants to be a Chicago Red Star is just music to our ears. It's just perfect, you know, and it's all coming together. And then when the opening matches are happening we're gonna just have more excitement and it's just gonna be so awesome but just to hear it repeated again the 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 factor of wanting to be a in chicago and to be a red star is just nice to hear an oppressor as well yeah i agree i like hearing that from all of the new players um especially because a lot of them came in free agency. It's not something we're kind of used to. Uh, <laughs> so um, I like I like that it's um, a big factor in players' decisions is just playing in Chicago and wanting to be here. So 
it's not like a last choice destination for them or anything. Um, the player on the other side uh, was Maxie Rawl, and she spoke a lot about wanting something new uh, in her career, but her conversations with some familiar names are what kind of led her to choose Chicago. I just want to see something new, a new league. I played a long, long time in Germany, and um, it's enough. I want to see something new. I talked a lot with Babette. Um, I mean, yeah, she's also German and we knew each other a bit. So um, I talked a lot with her and uh, she told me about the project. Everything is new, new team, new stuff. And um, so it's a start from the bottom, I think. And uh, it's interesting to build something up from there. It's easier if you talk to someone who's uh, also coming from my country and um, also played somewhere else than in Germany. And um, she gave me some advice. Um, and said that it's always nice to see something else. Uh, it brings you forward in every in every way. Also, not only football, just also personally. And I also talked to uh, Sandra Starke. She was here last season for a few months, <coughs> and um, she also told me about the club and about the city. Um, she liked it a lot, uh, and I talked to her. And um, yeah, of course, I think uh, Chicago, the name Chicago, uh, it's a big city, so. A big adventure and um, yeah that's uh, reason enough to be here in her initial statement when uh, the club had signed her she said that she was just a girl from Germany who wanted to play in America and I think her statement here kind of piggybacked on that uh, I also found it fun that she spoke to Sandra Stark about her experience here and it helped in her making her decision to make Chicago her home. So if Maxie works out, um, thank you, Sandra, you know? <laughs> and I think it's interesting that, um, you know, she wasn't even here for that long. She was here on loan and I know the whole visa thing was interesting for her to go through. But um, I mean, you got someone that wasn't here for that long and they're like, Hey, Chicago, two thumbs up. Yeah, I, I think you Perfect. see that a lot with um, Chicago athletes in general and across all sports. Even if players are on any of the professional teams here for a year, they always are like recruiting players to go to Chicago even if they're not on the the team anymore they're always like setting up their charity work back in Chicago when their careers are over it's just like a destination city that athletes love to remain even if it's just a pit stop in their career and so to hear that Sandra Stark who was just here for a few months was willing to talk up her experience um, in a club that was obviously different than um, it is now, like different coaches, different owner, different everything, different players, to still speak highly of Chicago to the point where Maxie felt um, that it was a good place uh, to choose her next path in her career. I think it was really important um, 
just to just to know so i'm glad that she that she said that and a lot of people always talk about wanting to play in the nwsl or like putting the nwsl as like the best league which you know i don't want to get canceled on freaking twitter with a like a rankings or whatever but i will say because i'm a very passionate individual that i do believe that the nwsl is the best women's soccer league in the world and so new challenge in Rawls career i mean red stars again rebuilding team kind of like a perfect match especially for a challenge challenge accepted um and i'm just excited to see you know what her role is going to be on the team and um just how everything shapes up in the next month yeah the um in another part of the press conference um uh Quika was asked about just like the um general like decisions that are being made like within preseason and she even she just kind of mentioned she was like we're kind of like working things out trying new things new like people are doing different positions that kind of stuff it didn't um it didn't sound like anything's like set in stone so uh, we'll kind of figure out what kind of happens um uh at the beginning of the season uh because clearly they're not gonna give anything up here in these uh top secret in, in these little uh media availabilities but something that i was curious to ask natalia about was her statement initially when the club had signed her she mentioned wanting to come to chicago because of their approach to rebuilding trust with the fans so i asked her about why that was so important to her obviously coming from portland that um it, there's no denying they have one of the greatest fans in the world and having that support in every game behind you it, it does give so much energy and just so much that does make you feel like you're playing for something bigger and so obviously coming here and wanting to have that with our fans as well um I do want them to be heard as well and then kind of them able to like bring their love for the game to us and then like cohesively is gonna make everybody better. So um, I think that's something that I really value. I think the answer I was expecting was something similar to, to what she said and I'm glad that she's had the experience of living week after week playing in front of thousands of fans in Portland um, because if she believes Chicago can kind of get to that level, um, maybe not of attendance, but just um, crowd energy in general, I'm all for that. Uh, and I admire her confidence in that. I'm glad that she mentioned wanting the fans to have a voice and feeling like they're being heard because the energy that a crowd can really fuel players, uh, we've all seen it before. So I hope Chicago shows up for Natalia and, and kind of proves her right in that. And I hope that the new ownership has their ears open to, to what fans are telling them because, you know, <laughs> that hasn't always been uh, the case in the past. So yeah i mean but chicago fans also don't have a problem with being loud with their opinions and mm. all of that um 
especially with the, the sell the team campaign. Yep. But um, you know, playing in front of thousands and thousands of fans in Providence Park and then coming to play and God only knows how many people are gonna show up to Bridgeview this season um for the Red Stars. That's uh quite the change. Um and I could be a little daunting, I guess, to go from seeing all these people to mean like I don't know how many people are gonna show up to watch our game. But um I I really hope that there can be like a like a um a supporter section just dedicated to her <laughs> to really show up, like you said. Um, because she seems really passionate not only playing on the field, but also interacting with people in the stands, which is such a huge part of um I guess soccer in the States is the the supporter connection. Um so I think we'll need to get like a huge ass Finland flag and have someone waving it the whole game and yeah, absolutely having that kind of energy for her because she has that energy for the Red Stars. So yeah, we'll see uh if we can get the entire Finnish population of Illinois to just come out and to, <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> I um I I agree with you. Like I I really do um admire her passion for the sport, um, but also her recognition of like she, that fans have the same passion for it as she does. Um, she loves soccer. We love soccer, and she knows the importance that fans bring to the to the game and i hope that chicago can be there for her and show her that that we are the team and the and the sports city that she believes that we can be gotta get the tifo ready i'll be a part of that i'll paint something even though i'm not artistic at all uh, don't ask me i'm not artistic either <laughs> So in uh, speaking to them, I will also never miss an opportunity to ask players about a listener, uh, mostly because I'm sure she doesn't want to hear the praise, but she deserves to hear how much she's respected by those she fights alongside each and every day, each and every week. You know, she, she has a lot of wisdom. Uh, I can tell that she's being around this like soccer world for a while at that um and then obviously like playing a career so you can just see the the calmness that she has and like that like that she knows she's good but it's not like pushing it to the everybody she's like really composed and wants to help everybody on the team so you can really tell like the first week with Alyssa um yeah you can really say and she she's wise she always gives you pointers what you can do better and so it's definitely good to be around good leaders. I'm excited to play with a legendary goalkeeper like her. Um, everybody knows her name. Also in Germany, we know her, um, but I never met her personally. So yeah, I'm really excited and looking forward. I love Alyssa. Everyone knows this. It's not a secret, but- Just get it tatted on you already, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's a legend and everyone should 
always publicly state how amazing they think that she is because she won't be on the pitch forever. And I hope that she knows that the legacy that she'll leave behind after her last match uh, in that kit will be everlasting, both on the fans, but also the players. Every single player that goes into that locker room has some sort of praise for her, whether they played with her for 10 years or one year or a few months. So I just, I like to, uh, I, I just wanted to ask them <laughs> because I just like to hear, I just hope, I want her to know how important she is to to the players around her. Um, and I'm sure they, they tell her the same thing, but it's just, it's fun to hear sometimes. Yeah. I mean, she's captain for a reason. So, you know, that, She's a fantastic leader, great person, um, is going to kick ass in goal this year with some great defense, and um, hopefully we'll stop all the PKs that she faces. Just going to yeah, put all these positive things into existence now. Let's draw to more get ready for later. Yeah. Give up less. But... um. Yeah, she does need to hear it more, and uh, that's the second TFO idea. Local 134, you're welcome, by the way, for all these ideas. Um, anyway, so enough sarcasm for me. Okay. So the last thing um, asked in the in the presser was about kind of like the overall feeling of the preseason obviously Maxi's only been here for like no more than two or three trainings so uh natalia she was in florida only for the last week of of the camp down there but she did share her thoughts on kind of what the club has learned so far this preseason definitely the the camp in florida gave us a direction where to go and what we need to improve of so um, don't want to share too much but obviously those things are the ones that we want to focus on and um, kind of like the overall game because we we do have a lot of new players so kind of get those chemistries going and kind of knowing what each other wants and, and prefers on the field so we can uh, make those connections happen but um, yeah it's it's, be, it's been nice um, the couple the week that I've played uh, here so um, we're definitely heading to the right direction room for improvement as expected we got you know thinks things are going well things are building uh it's exciting to hear that she's excited uh but like we said earlier well the like they're kind of they're keeping a tight lid on everything that's kind of going on in these trainings so i didn't know what we would expect in that presser to get out of them but it clearly wasn't going to be any details. Like, we're not going to have a Tom Holland situation of giving up information. Like, right. we're not going to do that. Um, but I think, you know, with any team that has 
a bajillion newcomers like things aren't going to mesh well right away you got to figure out everybody's play styles and how well everyone gets along with one another and you know having the team bonding and all of that so things take time and that's like another theme i guess is is patience um and having that um and reminding yourself to have patience um so again we'll we'll learn soon ish if all this stuff works out um or not so time will tell it's kind it kind of um it's kind of the one reason why i miss the challenge cup being at the beginning of the season was these teams had so much time to experience like full on game action with the mm-hmm. players that they wanted to be in their starting 11 or thought should be in their starting 11 and could get a bunch of minutes together before any of it actually really mattered. Um, obviously the, the issues with, injuries and and playing that much soccer before the soccer that actually counted was a big factor um of the challenge cup really not existing anymore other than it being one game but i i it's just hard to know what all of these new players are going to be like when you just trot them out there uh, the first game of the season um we don't know what the chemistry will be like we don't know how they're going to read each other we don't know what positions they're going to be playing so like i said we're, we're, we're trying our best to get that in information but it's not gonna it's not gonna come out until until we see it on the pitch yeah and i think it's unfortunate that preseason is kept under wraps and it's not even just chicago it's other teams too but i'm not going to go into that today um Sharing is caring sometimes. <laughs> I will say sometimes because sometimes it's not okay to share. But I feel like in this case, I think there's no point of keeping things under wraps. If a rookie or an NRI scores a goal, I, I feel like, you know, we should know about that and the potential yeah. of having like a new fan favorite or something or, you know, like at the end of the day, you're competing for a roster spot. So I feel like even though they're not part of your roster yet, you should be able, you should still be showing us like this is what's happening right now. Um, this is not like secret spy stuff or like spy versus spy if you if you know uh that <laughs> reference. Um but yeah, I think let the people know what's up. Yeah, Don't I be want, like Gotham and I make Florida State know. take their post down. I want to know what the scores of those scrimmages were. It's <laughs> we are yeah, naturally like when... a curious species. We just we want to know these things. <laughs> it's like when they play Purdue in Iowa. Like, are we gonna know about that? Or are these schools gonna put on their socials about that stuff? Like, I feel like we should be in the know. I feel like that's also like extremely selfish of us, but like. Oh, it is. We are fans. I mean, we it's, it's we have we, need. we have no right to demand any of this, but it's would just We're be starting nice. a petition. It would just be nice to have just just like, a, just a highlight of a goal or two. 
like, yeah, like that would be cool. Um, I like the passing mm-hmm. highlights, sure, but the goals would be cool if any of have been scored. We don't even know if yeah. any have been scored. To bring it to men's soccer for a second, the Chicago Fire have been giving us, you know, tidbits of preseason. I know that some of the games weren't available to watch, um, you know, with the Coachella Invitational and all that. Um, if that's happening, if the Chicago Fire, who are winning preseason games, by the way, that is chaos in itself. If they are doing this, I feel like the Red Stars should be showing off because we have criminally underrated players on the team. And to not show that off should be a crime. Like, <laughs> show off the talent that is on. Okay, I'm not going to say roster because roster isn't done. That is in preseason. Camp roster. Camp roster. Just add another word in front. Preseason roster. Preseason roster. Show us what's happening. You'll get more interactions that way online too. That that's a <laughs> helpful tip. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's just something we don't know about. That's some um, rule or something. I don't know. No, I, I don't there know, couldn't be. I don't know. Well, let's move on. <laughs> okay the whole episode will not be about this topic no <laughs> uh but what our next topic will be is as of this recording uh chicago red stars jill aguilera of puerto rico and sam fisher of el salvador competed in the preliminary rounds of the concacaf w gold cup and helped both of their teams advance to the group stages of the tournament which is this is when you add in brilliant. the MLG horn. I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> this is when you should be waving your flags, Grant. God damn it. You know, the <laughs> roster, it's still the preseason roster. So I can't do, can't do anything. Still would have liked but some flag waving. You know what you can do in post is put in the flags waving on the screen. I'll put my hands up and you can insert waving flags right here. so much work okay we'll find out if i do that in the future future lt future lt do do it um so jill and puerto rico were up against the number one seeded haiti who caught the eyes of many around the world with their play at the world cup and even though haiti seemed to dominate possession puerto rico found a way to draw a PK and in the 41st minute Jill herself uh, would be called upon to take this PK and buried it into the back of the net a goal that would end up being the game winner in a one nothing victory over Haiti and with that win uh, Puerto Rico will join the group of Brazil Panama and Colombia in the next stage the group stage with their first match being against Brazil, taking place on February 21st at 9.15 p.m. Central Time on Paramount+. Plus. So let's go support Jill, the pride of Puerto Rico, and Red Stars midfielder Julia Bianchi, who will be on the other side of the pitch for Brazil. Oh, no. (laughs) Who to pick for? I hope they both succeed. 
I just hope <laughs> both teams have fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who I'm rooting for in that. Obviously, uh, Puerto Rico is kind of, uh, I mean, they go were, for the underdog. Yeah, they were not expected to even beat Haiti. Uh, Brazil is a little bit of a powerhouse, but um, just if they can beat Haiti, who they were not expected to beat, who says that they can't beat Brazil? A lot of people, I'm sure, but I, <laughs> I think they can. They can at least kind of, you know, give them a little bit of hell. It'd be fun you to know see. What? They have a fantastic goalkeeper, though. Oh my god, yeah, they do. It's so true. Yeah. You know, like I remember watching the the USLW League final between Tormenta FC and Minnesota Aurora. Oh and, right. Yeah. And that was her. Yes. So if you watch that game and then you watch this game, like what a beautiful, beautiful example of an on the rise goalie. Yeah, Martinez. Like, yes. Fantastic keeper. Um she was like I my mouth was just wide open during that um jaw dropped watching that final a few years ago because of course I was rooting for Aurora because you know part owner but um huh. don't laugh I'm not <laughs> gave my hundred dollars you know like support Oof. a new club um but uh like that's just generational talent and uh I honestly think that she could stop that Brazil squad. And I'm just going to end with that, you know? Yeah, I was very impressed with her. Um, I don't remember her total saves. I think it was like 13 or 14. A in, lot. In one match, a lot, plus a PK save, which I don't think should have been a PK, but ball don't lie. Uh, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so on the same day, uh, Sam Fisher, another Red Star, recently made the jump to international competition, getting called into a camp for El Salvador recently. And then this latest call up came with the opportunity for Sam to see her first cap at the international level. And not only did Sam get the opportunity to see the pitch, but she was in that starting lineup and she was just a nuisance to Guatemala's back line all match um, as she played at the top of the forward line, which I did not expect to see Sam Fisher playing center forward. Um, but five, six Sam Fisher was a giant amongst them, which was just fantastic to see. Cause you see her play, you know, domestically with the red stars and um, she's obviously, she's not the shortest person on the, on the pitch, but she's not, you know, the tallest. And to, so to kind of see her playing center forward out there, like muscling people and, and getting by them. It was, it was so cool to see. Um, she didn't, uh, well, she finished the competition without scoring a goal, but she came close several times, um, even hit the crossbar once um but nonetheless el salvador won the match three to one over guatemala to advance to the group stage where they'll play canada uh, paraguay and costa rica 
And Canada is their first match on February 22nd at 8 p.m. Central Time on Paramount+. Plus. So once again, let's go support another Red Star in the Gold Cup. Got a lot of them out there. Um, four teams in the Gold Cup, four of the 12, have Red Stars on them, which is pretty awesome. Beautiful to see. And kind of watching Sam and Jill play so freely and, you know, as two players who are now kind of becoming stars on their respective teams, like it made me really happy to see that. And I hope playing internationally has given Jill and Sam a lot of confidence going into NWSL competition. Obviously they can still, or obviously they still have games to play in the gold cup that can continue to build that confidence. But I'm really excited to watch um, them play more as two players who don't see a whole lot of minutes domestically, or at least last year um, they didn't, but kind of just watching them both play, both get nineties or close to nineties. It's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. Um, it's cool to see players um, represent countries that aren't the U S as well. Um, like we've been so used to that over the years um, that it's just kind of cool to, to become fans of other teams as well. Like I was looking at those El Salvador um, kits and uh, <laughs> they're clean. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I do have, I do have some kits in my, in my cart that I have not clicked purchase yet. Uh, are they uh customizable no no they're no. not unfortunately that's kind of why i'm he a little hesitant with it but you need the fisher on the back and mm -hmm. those are really clean though like they are i like uh puerto rico's too with the stripe yeah. diagonal like offset stripes they're mm -hmm. pretty cool i really like them their third kit's like black and gold too i noticed when i was looking oh i haven't seen those I haven't yet seen that. yeah I i'll show you um after we're done recording, but that looked pretty cool. Nobody else gets to see it, just us. Yeah. Go look on your own, guys. Yeah, go look it up. I'm too lazy <laughs> to put it up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I already have to make a flag waving. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously, we have uh, more players in the Gold Cup. I already mentioned that uh, Julia Bianchi uh, will be with Brazil. Um you'll be able to watch them on the 21st as well. Um, but the day that this episode will come out will be the day that the U S plays in their first match of the tournament against the Dominican Republic who won that first prelim uh, preliminary match to make it into the group stages. So make sure, make sure you're watching that uh, tonight at nine 15 central time on Paramount plus as well. Um, Maybe we'll get to see Alyssa in goal. See another red star in the gold cup. Mal's also in training um, with the U.S. women's national team, but she won't see any minutes in these matches. But seeing Mal in training, though, has kind of been a breath of fresh air. I love, 
you know, kind of seeing her smiling and having fun again, playing, playing the sport that she loves. It's just like, I don't, I, I don't need to see her get minutes um, for me to be excited about her just being in training, you know? Just saving that for the first Red Stars game day. Yeah, I said that last week. I just kind of <laughs> selfishly, I just want her to be in the Red Stars kit running out there for the first time. So, uh, yeah, but it's cool. It's nice to see her uh, playing soccer again, even though we haven't seen her um, in a real match yet. So I thought we'd end the episode just kind of discussing a little bit about the roster as a whole at the time of this recording the club has 25 players under contract this is kind of just a review just in case people kind of forgot but we have five unsigned draftees eight unsigned non-roster invitees that number eight could be smaller depending on who's still in camp the last time we saw like a big team photo it seemed like there were a couple of them missing so it might not be eight anymore it might be seven or six anyway that's a total of 38 players unofficially uh that needs to be cut down to 32 by february 26th and down to 26 by march 13th february 26th will be um after we record our next episode so we'll kind of see uh, if things change prior to that deadline or if that deadline will be where we're, we're going to have to have these discussions. But the club currently has three rostered goalkeepers in a solid goalkeeper union. So I think it's safe to say that that's kind of like the three that are going to be there. Don't you agree? Yeah, we uh, we're good with GKs. Yeah, for sure. Um, they have eight rostered defenders, which is a good number to have. That's eight or nine is kind of the standard. But I just keep thinking about players like Hannah Anderson or or Amber Brooks or even Celia Gaynor that could be knocking on the door for a contract, either, either one of them. Um, so I'm curious kind of what that – defender group will kind of look like once the roster kind of gets finalized be a fly on the wall during these conversations i think would be super super interesting um because it's not an easy decision at all and i don't envy them having to make that decision yeah and we have nine rostered midfielders Another good number to have, but kind of two young, promising draftees, uh, Leilani Lesbeth, B. Franklin, who have yet to be signed. I think Leilani is kind of the obvious choice for the club specifically, just based on how high they drafted her. I wouldn't expect them to to cut her unless she really underperformed in, in camp. And I would just like to see B make this roster as well i think she's um she's a she was a great player in college and she seems to be doing well in in camp from what from what we've seen other than her eye injury well <laughs> i don't know what that was about 
Um, but there was no like uh, non-roster invitees that were like true midfielders um, from what I remember. So we'll kind of see if either of those two make the roster and the club had five rostered forwards, which kind of seems like a small number, but a few of their more than a few of their midfielders can play forward and have professionally before. So the number isn't as thin as it looks, but there's a, you know, a drafty waiting the wings and Jimmy's Joseph. They're the NRIs who like uh, Nadia Gomes, who has a, great usl career um ali cook who plays plays forward as well and played it well in college it's just such a hard thing to figure out and like you said i don't envy the people making these roster decisions because kind of how do you choose um just one of those players to name uh in a 26 player roster with 25 already rostered and how do you do choose more than one of those names while cutting releasing waving whatever you want to call it some of the players under contract um to kind of have that flexibility to get new blood into the club it's not an impossible decision for me but like i said last week and like we said earlier in this episode like we're not in camp we don't know you know who's catching the eyes of these coaches these gms I don't know who's outperforming who. I just know that, you know, regardless, I'm going to be sad to see rookies not make the team or players that are already on the team kind of get cut, you know, when it, or if it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, tough decisions all around, but um, I'm just, I'm going to be super excited for however many rookies make it, especially with um, the kind of squad depth that we have now for them to add to that. Um, And uh, we'll see if any of those rookies can potentially be starters. Um, Again, you know, Anderson or Nesbeth or whoever. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we're not really used to this, are we? No. We're used to an off season of the last few years, just like, all right, we got new players in. They're signed almost immediately. They're either on the bench or they're starting. Let's get the season rolling. There's like nothing much to it. Now we're sitting here, 38 players. How do you whittle it down to 26? It's like, it's such a different mindset to be in as a fan. Um, especially when kind of just on the, you know, looming on the horizon is players who we've known for the last year or two or three, um, could be cut. Um, it's just, it's hard. It's kind of, it's hard to think about, but once the season gets going, like whoever makes this roster, I'll I'll be really excited to, to see them play and obviously we sit here and we talk about you know a player like wanting players to to make the roster but you don't see all 26 players throughout a season it just never happens so like regardless of 
if they make the roster or not. It's, <laughs> then we're going to just switch the conversation to which players should be getting more minutes and stuff. And when it gets to that part, I'll be even more insufferable than I am right now. Oh, well, yeah, I, I <laughs> will as well, because then like right now we're kind of talking about like the unknown, but when it gets to that point, we'll actually have seen players play and know what they can bring and, and we'll just, you know, be our coaches on the couch, just yelling mm-hmm. to players to get minutes <laughs> who we want to come see. on, Lauren. Yeah. What are you doing, Lauren? We'll actually have subs during the right time this year, hopefully. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be lovely? Sub I think when that happens, I'll cry. Man, There's we'll a joy. If I see a halftime sub in the first game, oh, what a what an experience know, that'll be. Really made it. I mean, halftime subs aren't like a very common thing in the NWSL in general. They're more common in other leagues, but I don't know. I just, I think just switching up tactics doesn't always work. Um, but we rarely ever saw halftime subs the last couple of years. So maybe we'll see some yeah. this time or subs in general that aren't in the 89th minute. Subs. <laughs> subs. And speaking of subs, no. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe uh <laughs> i don't know we'll get we'll just wrap up there because i thought you know time for the outro because now i'm just gonna tell you to subscribe uh you can follow us on apple podcasts spotify and anywhere else you find your podcasts if you want to see grant and i discuss the club each and every week you can watch us on the red stars report youtube page subscribe to our show wherever you watch, listen, turn on the notifications. So you can just see whenever our new episodes go up. They're typically Tuesday mornings. Uh, but if they're not, you know, at least you'll be notified when I randomly upload an episode. Make sure you're following us at Red Stars Report on all of our social media channels to keep up with the latest news between our episodes. You can join our uh discord community and chat with us and others in the community each and every day about both the red stars and things that are happening around the rest of the soccer world you can just click the invite in the description or you can scan the qr code if you're watching on youtube the next time you'll see us the first roster cut will have been made so we'll see how this roster is shaking out as we head towards the start of the season in March. And with that, I'll see you and Grant will see you for the next episode of Red Stars Report. Yeah.